Cellarcast checking in for the first episode of Good Game YEG, hitting the ground running by taking a look at an Edmonton City Council committee meeting back on February 7th, 2024. Now, stay with me, stay with me. Esports was on the agenda for discussion. And using a handy AI tool that summarizes meetings, thanks to a work friend of mine, I'll give you the gist of just what happened during the discussion. From there, I want to also highlight some parts that resonated with me. So, yeah, it's kind of like one of those reaction videos, I guess. Anyways, to the matter at hand. The agenda item of esports events focused on the challenges and opportunities for esports in Edmonton, emphasizing the need for funding, accurate representation, and engagement with grassroots communities. Now, there was disappointment in the lack of engagement with grassroots esports organizations and a call for supporting local events for sustainable growth, the importance of coordination among local esports groups, access to financial resources, and the city's role in supporting growth and access to grants were highlighted. Madison Cote, on behalf of the Alberta Esports Association, or ASA, elaborated on those challenges and opportunities for esports in Edmonton. Yeah, it is definitely a challenge. I mean, we see that within the video game development scene as well, um, being caught between culture and uh, technology. And for us, as folks that are part of the competitive sports, we often do not get anything that competitive sports get because it is like explaining, um, as a, one of our founders, Vic, will say, sports too, um, because it's not one singular game. It's not one piece of this. And often because people associate it with sitting in a, at a computer alone in a dark room, they don't realize all of the physical activities that go with it. A lot of the professional organizations have strict uh, things with physical therapists, making sure people are healthy while doing things. It is very much something that lives in the sports world. And we've had difficulty with traditional sports organizations, not just within Edmonton. Um, it's a problem across all of Canada, to be honest. Um, acknowledge that this is part of sports versus places like South Korea that have really embraced this as this is part of a sports uh, curriculum and pieces of academia. But for us, often getting shoved into technology, it comes down to jobs uh, those numbers and versus like the cultural impact or things that can really change the lives of some of the students involved in this or or expose them to something that they want to do. It it can lead to folks getting, in, you know, interested in game development in general and making that a career choice. But sometimes it is, you know, just as necessary as everyone's new addiction to pickleball. It's it's in a very unique space for sure. And I think that is often misunderstood on both sides from the strictly technology folks and from the strictly sports folks. It is something that I think helped a lot of young people throughout the pandemic, you know, in, in situations where you couldn't go play any sports that were physical together. It's a connection point where people make friends that you never would have had an opportunity to meet beforehand. And <laughs> The youth piece is massive to community connection and belonging. Some Q&A between some of the counselors and guest speakers took place. This one specifically from Councillor Salvador of Ward Métis. What do you think the capacity is for 
for resourcing um, if we were to tap into uh, more of those grassroots local orgs? I think it could function similarly to things like minor football, uh, minor hockey, uh, tapping into that side of really creating you know, organizations like EDSA, um, having that local sanctioning body, um, as we kind of handle things provincially, we don't really have an organization in Edmonton that is solid for, uh, esports. And I do think opening up access to some of those traditional sports grants would be really, really beneficial for us, um, to be able to look at or arts and culture, if that is something that, um, those organizations would be open in discussing, then, definitely we'd be interested in having those discussions. One thing to add that Madison said there was that the Edmonton Screen Industries Office, or ESIO, does have programs right now that support game developers, but we mustn't confuse that with esports. Those same programs would not necessarily have the same impact on, say, esports professionals, according to Madison, VP North at ASA. City-owned organizations aside, it was noted that the city itself could continue to play an important role alongside them and community groups. So, Councillor Nack, I think that um, one of the things that we um, saw as an existing and continued role of the City of Edmonton is that convener. So um, that's something that we can continue to do to bring together those that have an active role in the ecosystem, as we heard from Derek and Madison, a need to further include the grassroots organization in a bigger and more robust way. So now what? Again, remember, this is taking a lot of snippets from an hour-long conversation that really just stood out for me personally. But rest assured, I'll link the video in the show notes so you can take a look for yourself. But when it comes to most of these discussions at the local government level, a motion is made and then carried by a vote from participating councillors. And it was intriguing once again to hear esports exploration as part of a motion by Edmonton City Council, this time made by Councillor Salvador on behalf of Councillor Knack of Ward Nakota Iska. This work should include how the City of Edmonton Civic Events Team will support this work, including but not limited to accessing grants like other sporting events and options to expand eligibility for grants for esports. I think this is a fantastic opportunity to bring together local grassroots esports organizations um, and really lean into that role uh, as a convener when it comes to the city's city's role. Uh, I, I think there's some, or I'm hopeful that there's some interesting uh, opportun- opportunities uh, that might arise around ask- accessing grants um, like other sporting events uh, currently do and, and even looking at some expanded eligibility opportunities. Now, before the motion was passed, there was some follow-up from Councillor Rutherford of Ward Anilnook. One thing that I didn't get a clear clear understanding of through reading the report, you know, we, we, we give a lot of money to organizations like Edmonton Unlimited and Edmonton Global, and I didn't get a sense that there really was appetite or desire to advance this. You know, I think about Edmonton Unlimited, they're supposed to foster innovation and, you know, that grassroots ecosystem. I think about Edmonton Global is supposed to be about economic development and this is a huge economic potential. And it does talk about that, you know, it's kind of mentioned as like, yeah, this is a thing that is good, but there's no real like meat or teeth to it. Um, Can you speak to that? Thanks for the question, Councilor Rutherford. I would say that that's, You've gotten the gist of of exactly what the conversations were with those groups. Um, 
other than to say that they don't have any interest. They do have an interest. What they don't have is unlimited resources. And so they have to prioritize their resource spends and their resource time commitments. Mm -hmm. And so they're, they're, they try to maintain an awareness of the sector um, and they do try to stay involved. Um, but, um, and as you heard from the, the two uh, guests, um, it is not front and center for them. It is not their, their driving uh, goal and it's not their key industries where they're focusing their limited resources. So they're trying to make estimation, estimate, estimates on the biggest bang for the buck um, and they don't see it here. Now, by this point, the discussion would start to wrap up, but one interesting aspect was the focus on ASA and its potential future in supporting these efforts, plus the clear need for having a working group to include different voices from the community. What I've understood from the, the world of esports is that, you know, especially if we're starting smaller and, and growing, is that we're not talking about large sums of money, even like many of the sporting events, but you, you still might want to have a some type of organization and and I don't want to predetermine them but I think it was identified in the report that the ASA could in fact be that group to help serve as a bit of that convening group but at some point not unlike these other organizations which obviously get some funding to to help support these groups um, we would need to figure out how they get even some limited funding to be able to to serve as that lead versus trying to ask Edmonton Unlimited or Edmonton Global or, or ESIO to reprioritize. So so I'm just I'm trying to figure out how we make sure that conversation and if, if this motion says let's go do that engagement, I imagine that's that's one of the topics that could be on the agenda of how we how we work on that going forward limitations of a fully volunteer organization in event attraction and what supports they might need from the city in that event. Yeah, because at some point we might have to have a real conversation about, you know, if, should they no longer be an entirely volunteer organization? And, and is there, like we do with other groups, how there is sometimes limited funding to, to help them initiate? We can have that conversation. I just want to make sure that that would be, be part of this. So I think, uh, although it's I'm not 100% clear on the motion, it would be nice to have a report back. Um, maybe that's in the fall, in September, October, um, just so we don't lose track of this work, because I think there's still a lot of opportunity here, and I, I, I'd like it to come back. So is that that's something that would be possible? You know, do we have to look at adjusting budgets of the existing spaces who, who aren't looking to invest in that to make sure that this isn't getting lost? Uh, but let's bring all the those the those minds together to help figure out that path forward. So, uh, still a big, big uh, believer in the opportunity for esports. I think we have a lot of potential, um, and and I, I still think it is well within the realm of possibility that within a few short years we could host some larger scale events, um, and and maybe we do that again through tapping into things like the civic use days we have at Rogers Place. You might find creative solutions that not everything necessarily requires um, money. Sometimes you just require space and access to that space. So like that's the point of having these conversations, keeping it going and 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 actually seeing this translate into some real um, growth in this space and letting these local groups go and and do far more and attract more. And with that, the 2024 season has come to an end. Uh, not quite. For right now, the motion was passed unanimously, and we can expect a follow-up report led by administration later this year to help with some of these unanswered questions, like who's truly going to lead this? Is it ASA? Certainly, a working group does make sense. But honestly, 
I'm thinking if one major milestone is to come out of all of this in 2024, it's going to be grants, as in grant eligibility, by coming up with the updated criteria that can be applied to esports events so that they can be on the same team as other sports. That to me right there is a win for esports in Edmonton for 2024. I'll be interested to see what comes out of the discussions between ASA, the city's civic events team, various local esports groups, and any other stakeholders, as we hope to hear some follow-up by the fall. I'll leave it at that for now, but I'll be sure to revisit this topic later on. I hope to catch up with ASA at an upcoming esports event or anyone else involved in these discussions to see how things have progressed. Thanks again for listening. Check out the show notes for a link to submit a voice message if you want to contribute to the conversation, or if you just have an interesting suggestion for what we should talk about next. I'm all ears. But also, I kind of already have my lineup figured out, so just need to get those guests scheduled. Anyways, last but not least, if you found this episode interesting, be sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. Sellercast out.